Hello and welcome to the Motivational Wiseass. I'm your host, Jeffrey Posner. If this is your first time tuning in, then welcome. It's also my first podcast, so thanks. Please share this on social media if you can. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Review it on iTunes if you want. I would really appreciate any of that. Let me tell you a little bit about myself as this is going to be my first podcast. Kind of, guess, regular guy. I used to be more of an athlete when I was younger. College, I played a little bit of sports as well, but not many, more of a high school guy. And then I kind of fell out of athletics as I got a little older. Got really into business, soul searching, life searching, read a ton of self-help and motivational books, was all into Think and Grow Rich and Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And then one day I took some yoga and started to see a lot of these motivational and inspirational things or ideas within the practice of yoga itself. It's almost like when I started doing yoga, I came home. It felt natural, as if I was doing it already, because I was mentally, or at least trying to. Discovering yoga helped me put it all together to a degree. I always wanted to be rich, strive for success, but in the end, what is success? The predetermined notion by our society. Success is really what you want to make it, uh, or you want how you want to see it. I've changed my perspective on life, and that's a big reason why I became a yoga teacher. I never would have you know, I always told myself I'd never go into teaching and not just yoga, any type of teaching because I felt that the there wasn't enough money in it. I'd never be able to make it. And here I am in one of the hardest industries trying to make it. Why? The same reason that you might practice yoga. The same reason that you might have tuned in today to this podcast. This podcast is going to just be a mishmash of information with a general guide. Obviously, I'm going to host. Sometimes I'll try to bring some guests in. I'll try to split it up into a few sections. Usually I'll do the podcast either twice a month or once a month. The first section is going to be something I like to call either current events, industry news, or product reviews. So it's going to be one of those three. And this week we're going to talk about a product. This week's prop is the Dharma Yoga Wheel. I've had two versions of the Dharma Yoga Wheel for about six to eight months now. Let me go over the couple different variations of the wheel, and then I'll tell you the pros and cons. There's the wood version, which was their original, the smallest size, and also no real padding on it. Follows the form of a traditional Iyengar prop. The PVC version, which was the larger second wheel introduced, is probably most of what you see online, that greenish color is the other wheel that I have, and definitely I feel this is a better wheel for your back. The first one is almost like a novelty at this point, where the second version is more ideal for everyday use and safety. There's the Plus, which is a little bigger than the green one, and I think there's a new eco-friendly version one that you can have as well. Let's go over the pros of the wheel. The main thing is that you roll on it. There isn't much more that you can do with it, but it does that very well. I love the way it works to open my back and shoulders, and I felt it really hit the right spots in my spine when placed correctly on the back. The feeling similar to a, a large foam roller, but definitely more stable. 
Like I would never be able to go that deep with a foam roller. I'd probably need, need another type of Iyengar prop, maybe uh, even a rope wall. So it's great to use in your practice to warm up. It's also great to help find more extension in the spine with a little leverage. And that's what some of us do need to kind of explore the area safely. So I like the way that you can use the wheel to do that. The cons I felt were mostly price. The wooden version, you know, I said is rigid, but in the end, it really comes down to the price for me. I feel that there are other props out there you can have to accomplish a similar feeling in the back that won't cost as much. Like you could pretty much buy two blocks, a strap, a blanket, and a bolster for the price of one yoga wheel. And with those props, you can really innovate and do a lot of different things. In addition to that, I know they're also having little issues with other companies making a wheel. And that, unfortunately, really just comes down to it being a wheel. There's nothing to really protect there. It's mostly just a time to market, and it's kind of inevitable. So that's my review on the Dharma Yoga Wheel. I love the wheel. I think it's a great prop. I think it's here to stay. I think the financial part of it is a little high, but this is yoga, so I guess that kind of how, that's kind of how it goes. Let's move on a little further. And let's talk about the main topic of discussion. I'm going to talk about the disease of being busy. How can you live a yoga life in the chaos around us? I live in the New York metro area. So the area around here is very vada, as some people say, or erratic. Because of that, it becomes difficult to really find yourself or let go, especially trying to practice yoga not just asana, but all the aspects of the limbs of yoga or all the eight limbs. I used to work in real estate and I went to a lot of real estate investor meetings. And in these, in, in these meetings, they'd bring in uh, gurus. The industry is actually a little, is very similar to yoga as well. These gurus would travel around the country teaching their own little special sauce of how you could make money in real estate. Similar how these gurus travel the country teaching their own special sauce of how you can find happiness, or in my case, a handstand, or some other variation or skill. When they give this talk, they usually come up with some technique that might not be too popular in the current real estate market. However, not that it couldn't be done, it's just maybe a little more old school or different. Commonly, someone in the audience would say, this is great, but you really can't do that here. Now, regardless of whether you could technically do that here or not legally, because there's always a way to figure it out if it's different, it's a, if it's a different legality per state. He would always, or he or she, the guru would always say something like, "Well, then you need to move," which would be followed by everyone laughing. But really, what they were laughing at was not the idea that you needed to move to do this. It was more the idea that you needed to open your mind or move your perception a little to understand it. So it's really interesting the way they would handle that. And I feel that has a lot to do with how this affects your life in yoga. So you come to yoga and you start practicing and you feel great. And then when you leave, you might get affected by the outside world a little bit. I see people practice yoga for a while, and then all of a sudden they might fall out of it for whatever reason. And that's okay. That's not a bad thing. What I think sometimes is happening is the mental part. So you're so blissed out in yoga, you're feeling so great, 
And then as you get out there in the world, you tend to get beat up a little bit. Now you keep coming back to yoga to build yourself back up. And then maybe you keep going out and getting beat up again a little bit. Kind of a cycle that can get repetitive. I'm not saying this is the issue, but I'm thinking that this up and down might be too much of a drastic change. And maybe even seem ingenuine to you. Living a yoga life is a lot more than just going to yoga class and experiencing that feeling from asana. Living a yoga life is changing your life to fit that practice as well. When you come to yoga and you feel that release and that amazing feeling you get from asana, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Almost showing you what it's like on a very easy to understand level of how you can really feel. By practicing the other limbs of yoga, the yamas, the niyamas, pratyahara, detachment, and some, you know, uh, concentration, meditation, these are all the areas where you can start to feel this feeling on more of a regular basis. I have a saying that I sometimes use where it might sound a little off to certain people, but it has a lot of validity in my mind. And what I say is what some people call lazy, I call living or others call living. And what I mean by that is the act of being lazy or what a lot of people might think is lazy is really almost this lost art of appreciation of time. You know, we're stuck in this disease of being busy. And the minute you stop, you're lazy. To me, that doesn't make sense. Having your own time to sit there and do nothing is important, valuable to your life. Some of the greatest thoughts came to fruition by just philosophizing, sitting there. I've even seen or read a, a thing about Albert Einstein, how he used to sit there for long periods of time, just thinking, trying to come up with new ideas or concepts. And I feel that's what a lot of us tend to be missing in our own lives. We're so busy, so distracted by all these devices, the computers, the moving billboards. I mean, you name it, it's out there. Learning to let go of that, even on a small, slow level, is the real practice of yoga. That's how you'd eventually be able to live that feeling that you had on vacation in your real life. You've heard the saying, try to make your life like a vacation so you don't have to get away from it. Well, it's really not as hard as I think some people believe. It does take change. Think about some major change that happened in your life. Usually for a lot of people, this is forced upon them, like losing your job or breaking up with someone, or losing your house, or whatever kind of horrible or, or challenging life event comes at you, you're usually forced to make a big change. Now, what if you didn't have a life event come at you that forced that? Because a lot of times when you make those changes, you're okay. It's not so often you fall and crash and burn. And even if you do, a lot of times there's someone there to help you. In these times of making those changes, you make it through. So in those times of doing it, you, you kind of power through it or figure it out. What if you just took the time and made one of those changes happen 
on your own. You decided that you were going to make a life change and leave your job and do something else. Is that any different than getting fired? I mean, maybe you'd have a few other weeks of pay, possibly. But in the end, it's not going to really make that huge difference. So if you want to make a change in your life, you have to be kind of adamant about it. Learning to live a relaxed or less busy life is about making change. That first change is the hardest, but after that, it can get easier. I would recommend removing maybe one thing from your activities or routine. Trying to sub that time out with just doing absolutely nothing. Seeing if you can take that hour or two a day or every other day or a few times a week and sit there thinking. Learning to be comfortable in silence by yourself. Learning to be comfortable and not guilty of taking the time to yourself. I feel this is the big start of letting go. We tend to feel guilty when we're doing nothing. And that's because of the way we were raised. If you're not moving, you're not doing anything, you're being lazy, you're falling behind, that's not true. With technology, things have gotten easier. There's less to do. Less of us need to even be working. We should all have more time. And this is the way to start. Learning to take your time back for yourself. That's what's going to pull you out of this life of chaos or feeling like you're in a life of chaos. Learn to let go slowly. It might get a lot easier than you ever imagined. I really appreciate you listening to this podcast and I hope you receive something from it. I'll try to do these maybe once every two weeks or at least once a month. In future events, I'm going to see if I can find some guests. We can chat about some other yoga topics. Maybe next week we'll talk about the teacher training boom. Uh, Next time we'll talk about the teacher training boom because I love talking about the business of yoga. Feel free to contact me through my website. It's my name, jeffposner.com, J-E-F-F-P-O-S-N-E-R.com. And leave me any suggestions, comments. If you want to review this, I would appreciate that. You should be able to review it on iTunes or share it on your social media or just follow me on social media. Also my name, Jeff Posner, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter if you're interested. Thanks again, and I really appreciate your time. Have a great day. Namaste.